Hello, boxing fans around the world. Time for joining me and Mike tonight for another episode of the Friday Night Panel. And boy, do we have a barn burner to uh, to all you fans out there around the world joining in uh, to hear us tell you who's going to win tonight and tomorrow night. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. We're going to so, start off. We're going to start off with the Otto Wallen card. We we are we are guys we are Otto Wallen, Hellman, Oldwin, January twenty seventh, guys, Winham, New Hampshire. The Castleton Friday Night Fights back to action. Yeah, catch this one on boxingnh.com starting hey, 9 p.m. This is uh, this is a new one. I haven't heard of these guys before. So, um, there's a bunch of new promoters, I guess, that are in town and uh, gonna be. Yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, saying that last week. Uh, yeah. as a matter of fact, uh, I said in one of my other shows, who the heck is this guy, Olgeen? <laughs> so <laughs> okay let's uh let's talk about this for a minute okay so top heavyweight contender Otto Wallen will return to action for his first fight in 2023 as he takes on Mexico's Haleman Olguin in an eight round fr- uh, fight tonight uh this one is getting underway uh Wallen who is promoted by Salida Promotions and who owns the WBO number three and WBC number nine rankings will look to stay sharp as he seeks a marquee matchup this year. Um, Wallen, he's 24-1, and one, one, you know, one loss, 14 KOs, added two wins to his ledger in 2022, following up a unanimous decision in February over uh, Camille, uh, I think it was Skokowalski, uh, with, dom- with a dominant decision over the uh, always tough right out booker in May. Uh, since then, Wallen has stayed ready in the gym, and after moving on from negotiations to face former two-time heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua, uh, we'll step back into the ring looking to show again why he's the top 10 heavyweight in the world. Um, Wallen is one of the most avoided and feared fighters in the heavyweight division, said Dimitri Salida. Um, you know, he's always staying active, sharp, and improving with every fight. Uh, fights like this show how much of a committed fighter Otto really is. Uh, instead of waiting around for a big fight, he is honing his craft, and they're looking forward to an impressive performance and a big 2023 for Otto uh, in this one. Now, uh, this guy who is going to be fighting Otto Wallen, Olguin, is only ranked 224th, or sorry, 244th. In the heavyweight division, out of thirteen hundred and thirty-eight, he is thirty-nine. He is a southpaw, standing six-three with a seventy-seven, seventy-six and a half inch reach, and he is out of South Jordan, Utah, by way of Mexico. Um, his last fight was against Rory Hines, majority decision draw. Um, before that, he fought uh, Terrell Jamal Woods, and he lost by KO. Uh, that was back in uh, August of. 2021 so he only fought once last year against roni hines uh and that one was at uh maya indoor complex in houston and uh you know that went to full distance but this guy he has been fighting some uh you know some of these smaller venues uh he you know didn't working his way up through that heavyweight division but his resume is not up to that of auto wall so definitely this is going to be uh you know just a warm-up I guess, you know, this is going to be a, a warm-up. Definitely uh, looks like it's going to be an easy fight for him uh, when that one gets underway. But 
the best part about it is is uh, there's some other fighters on this card that, you know, um, Cheyenne Fopino, definitely watch out for this girl. Uh, Sarah, she's taking on Sarah Click. Um, James Perkins is 9-0-1 in the 168 division. He'll be taking on Pablo Olivieto. And uh, Alexis Flores, 1-0. I've talked about this kid before. Taking on Javier Torres. Um, so Flores is taking on Torres. <laughs> but, yeah, this card, it's on tonight. At least we have some, uh, some, some boxing to watch tonight. And then we all get ready for tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's not the hugest card in the world. Otto Wallen. You know what it is. At least we get to see some heavyweight action tonight. Really can't complain, you know. Are you uh, are you interested in any of the guys on that card? <laughs> well, the next one, let's talk about it. Better better be of versus yard. This one uh, I'm looking forward to. Graham, I know you're looking forward to this card as well. Can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mike was All off. Right. Dog was barking. No uh, worries. No worries. I, I was. I before. Okay, so you missed my comment then about Otto Wallen. I think realistically, knockout first round. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So yes, I, we were going to speak about uh, tomorrow night's fights. Uh, I don't know which one you want to begin with. Whether uh, we'll start with the one that starts earlier. You know, we'll, we'll get okay, go, go on a time basis. Yeah, let's, how, let's how logical of you, Spock. Right. <laughs> Better be of yard ESPN BT Sports January 28th, guys, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, can't wait for this one, man. London calls for the light heavyweight king, WBC, WBO, and IBF world champion. Arthur Better Biev will defend his belts against big punching British challenging Anthony Yard at the OVO Arena Wembley on Saturday, January 28th, guys. Uh, the WBO number one contender gets his shot at the Montreal base. Better BF, who is 18 and 0 with 18 knockouts. Boxing's only world champion with a 100% knockout ratio. He will be fighting professionally in the United Kingdom for the first time uh, with the highly decorated former amateur having fought in London at the 2012 Olympic Games. Promoted by Frank Warren and Queensberry in association with top rank, the huge 175 pound showdown will be shown exclusively on BT Sports in the UK and streaming live and exclusively on ESPN Plus in the United States. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for this one to get underway. Um, you know, Better Biev won his first world title in November of 2017 with a 12-round stoppage over Enrique Cooling uh, and defended his IBF belt on two further occasions, including against Britain's Callum Johnson, before entering into a unification match against WBC champion uh, Oleksandr Brozdovic. Uh, in October of 2019, the Ukraine puncher Grozdovic was uh, unbeaten at the time, was stopped in the 10th round. Better be have defended his titles against Adam uh, Denies, Marcus Brown, ahead of a three-belt unification against WBO champion Joe Smith Jr. in June uh, at Madison Square Garden, uh, where the American was stopped in two rounds. Uh, in the amateur ranks, Better be have won silver at the 2007 World Championships before striking gold at the 2009 event. Uh, he also won gold medals at the 2006 and 2010 European Championships. And this one, man, Wembley event represents a second world title attempt for Yard. 23-2 and two with 22 knockouts who previously traveled to Russia to take on the long-standing champion, Sergei Kovalev, 
ultimately being stopped in the 11th round after coming close to forcing a finish himself in the 8th round. Yard's first title came in fight number 11 when he knocked out Chris Hobbs in four rounds for the Southern Area Belt. Yard then fought seven consecutive fights with either the WBO, European, or Intercontinental belts at stake, or both, as Yard knocked out each of those foes in seven rounds or less. Uh, Post-Kovalev, Yard continued with fights during the pandemic against uh, Dex Spellman and a domestic dust-up against Lyndon Arthur. Yard dropped a split decision against his Manchester rival, and after a swift comeback um, fight in Birmingham, Yard sought redemption against Arthur. Uh, the Vintage Yard returned, and he knocked out Arthur in four rounds to once again earn the WBO number one spot. So, guys, this is going to be a big one. Big, big event here. Can't wait to see this. We also have on this card, I want to touch on it, Carol Ituma is going to be on here, along with Masood Abdullah. And... Uh, yeah, you know, this card's got a bunch of kids on it that um, that I've been watching, and definitely yeah. this is gonna this is gonna be a a good card, man. Definitely, the UK doing it big again. What can I say? Putting together really good cards here. I can't, uh, you know, we got a couple of titles up for grabs. Besides the main event, we also have the WBA World Fly title up for grabs against Delican versus uh, Jimenez. Um, this one's gonna be great. And then Carla Tuma, who is nine and zero, is taking on Ezekiel Oslado Moderna. Uh, for the WBC International Light Heavy, which is vacant right now. So we're going to get a bunch of great undercard action on this card. And then, uh, oh, Moses Ituma, uh, brother of Carl, yeah. is, uh, is, is in action. Can't wait to see this one. So who do you think? Who do you think, Graham? Who's taking it? Uh, well, well, I've been <laughs> – I've been uh... – all week long, plug in uh, Better BF, uh, as Carl might know. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward, though, to the uh, Atomo. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Atomo the, the, Brothers. the, the Atomo. The Atomo uh, Brothers yeah. Moses. Uh, I think Carl's the heavyweight, and I think uh, he's got a good shot of uh, rising through the rankings pretty quickly. I really like his uh, style, his performance today. It's looking good. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. Good undercard, but uh, yeah. but I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing how long uh, Yard lasts. He's the underdog. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything new or controversial. I mean, Better Biev is definitely uh, the odds-on favorite. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll definitely get to see uh, some great action though. This one takes place. It'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be up. interesting to see if he does knock out Yard. That'll be interesting. That, hey, you know he is the only he is the only champion that has a hundred percent knockout rate. So, you know it'll be nice to see if he can keep that streak alive. I don't know if it'll happen. It might go the distance, but both these men are hard hitting. It's definitely gonna make for some great action. Oh, we got Carl stepping in here to come join us. And, yeah. and the interesting thing about Better Bf, uh, Holly, Holly, hey Carl, um, Holly, Holly uh, Donovan this morning was commenting that uh, Better Bf actually holds a Canadian passport, so he's uh, he, very, <laughs> he, he very much fits into that Lennox Lewis kind of category. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hey, we borrow them because we don't have our own, right? <laughs> <laughs> we will take what we can get, but in this exactly. case, Better Bf is a champ. Exactly. I'm. Uh, I, I am. I'm. I'm excited to see uh, Moses Ituma. And his uh, and his debut, yeah. uh, definitely. What? How do you rate this kid? 
Well, the noise coming out from Frank Warren suggests that he's going to be uh, a world champion very quickly. They're talking about possibly trying to beat Mike Tyson's record. Right. So um, they've got very big ambitions for him. Um, I hope they don't burn the kid out. That's all I'd say because they talk about him fighting uh, many times during this, this year. Honest truth, I don't know how good he is, and none of us do, do we? Until he laces them gloves up and jumps him, you know, we don't know. Um, quite, I was, I was interested to listen to your analysis of Anthony Yard versus Better Beer because I've been changing my mind on this one a lot. I, I'm very, you know, I'm very on the fence here. I don't, I don't know how to go with it, man. Like, there's, you know, it's true. One day I'm thinking Better Beer, then I'm also thinking Yard, and then. You know, I'm also thinking that this could go to the this could go the distance, man, and and you know we don't know what the outcome could be. It's it's definitely it's definitely a hard choice this one. I mean, what I would say, people tend to bring up Lyndon Arthur's performance when he got beat, but what I would say, he had a hell of a lot going off outside doing at that time. Yeah, with COVID and and you know he did lose a few family members due to COVID as well, so you know. He's entitled to have an off night, but he did come back and rectify that. And in some style, he absolutely blew Lyndon Arthur away in that rematch. Yeah. 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 But we all know better be as a, you know, he's a monster. Yeah. Um, I believe he needs to get on his toes. He needs to get around that ring in the first five rounds. For me, I think he needs to keep out of the way a little bit um, because better be ever is getting on a little bit in age now so surely you know as the fight goes you, you know you're have more stamina is he good enough is my question and we're going to find out so um let's so there's another few belts coming to the uk graham's birthplace i'm sorry <laughs> you know, we, we're going to pick some more world titles up um but you know what a great fight what a great you fight. know what it, it, it is a great fight no matter no matter what the outcome is going to be i know these guys are gonna really, really gonna smash it out man this is this is gonna be a war both these guys are coming you know both these guys are heavy hitters both these guys got big ko rates you know they're they're not they're not looking to go the distance both these guys are going to try and take each other's heads off i think if we see vintage yard that could be a problem for for Betrabiev, and he will definitely have to be on his toes, and he will definitely have to be moving. He's um, just never been in deep water like this yard, has it? He's never yeah. been in deep water, so we don't know how he's going to cope with the pressure. Because Betrabiev's going to be coming looking for him, is that? Yeah, he's looking to take, absolutely take his head off. Yeah, definitely. He's going like, to he's going to be looking I, to take his head off right from the beginning. Um, I was at the weigh-in. I was at the press conference yesterday, I believe it was. I was at the weigh-in today. One thing I would say is I quite enjoyed that there's no pantomime in that in the build-up. Yeah. Two very respectful fighters who basically just just shook hands and said, we'll sit, "Let's meet in the middle of the ring." Yeah. No, no histrionics. No, unlike the Smith Eubank one, where some some terrible comments were made and he just didn't need to go there. No. Um, was, there was, was there any was there any fallout from all those comments last week? So Liam Smith's apologised post-fight. Um, I know the British Boxing Board are controlling looking into it, Graham, and, um, but I've not heard whether they're going to fight both of them. Um, but now, allegedly, Team Eubank are now looking at a possible elbow that might have landed during the five-punch flurry. Um, and they're talking about possibly appealing the decision. For me, I can't see it. No. Um, I do think the rematch will take place. I think Eubank Jr.'s ego 
um the better of them he'll have to take it and then really let's be honest guys he's probably the only fight on the table for him where he's going to generate that sort of income yeah true true honestly for, for me for me he was too roy jones jr that night he was well, hanging his, put, he was hanging his chin right put, up. to even put roy jones name within the same sentence Mike, <laughs> no he was acting to roy jones and he got caught is what happened he had his uh, face hang he was hanging his face out there he got caught i could see that elbow thing i guess that's what he's talking about the goosebump that ended up forming under his eye I, I i i don't know about that i think that's just I think Liam Smith's just got his number, Mike. I think his style no, was all wrong for you, man. And Liam Smith's just the, the better fighter. Honestly, when I, when I see it, I, I, honestly, there there shouldn't even be a rematch, man. I, I don't think anybody wants to see it anyway. That was a definitive and that, that was a clear out victory. He beat him. He stopped him. That was it. I have well, got a question. I've got a question for both of you. If I'm allowed to ask questions, I know it's yeah, been a while since you know. I've been on the platform. So I don't know. Hey, hang on, before you go there, Carl, it, so I just want to make a quick comment with respect to that Eubank Smith fight. So yeah. if it's with, if it's with respect to them, go ahead. But if you want to jump to another subject, let me let me just interject with one quick comment yeah. about Eubank Smith. I meant I mentioned uh, uh, on the Monday show on my Monday show, I said that fight did not even appear in any of the sports sections in any of the big U.S. fight cities. Actually, it didn't even hit the sports section of the Toronto Star, the Chicago Sun-Times, the New York Times, the Boston Herald, uh, the Detroit News. It didn't hit any of the big five boxing centers. Now, maybe Las Vegas mentioned it due to the uh, odds involved. Yeah. But anyway, so I got into, quite frankly, an online argument with a bunch of uh, Brits who thought, no, this... Not this like you, Graham? <laughs> yeah, but very unlike me. And... Uh, <laughs> But it was, but it was interesting. I mean, I mean it, it didn't make a, a dent over here in North America at all, not a dent, uh, even, even with the, even with the, the media flare up and, and the, the, the shite that was mentioned. Anyway, the point of the matter is, is so if, if they want a rematch, go ahead, have a rematch, but it's, it's, it's going to be a Brit only affair. It's, it's yeah. not. Yeah. I, I fully agree. I definitely, and Smith got much of a profile North America and, and Eubank Jr. thinks yes. Yeah, you but, think he has. But, not really. Not for me. But I do think, you know, it'll still sell Anfield out with a strong undercard. You know, that's where they're talking about putting it next at, at, at Liverpool Football Club's ground, which holds about 50,000. <laughs> um, so that's where your payday comes in. Yeah, that'll be a big payday for sure. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, um, obviously, you talk about the North American heavyweight state of affairs, Graham, and the stellar, the stellar performance that are coming out from your heavyweights. Not. But what about Jermaine Franklin? What, what's your thoughts on him fighting Anthony Joshua? Um, as, as Eddie Hearn pointed out, he's, he's got a, a steady build-up plan for 2023 for Anthony Joshua. This is a, a very calculated, very ar architected move, I think. I don't think Jermaine Franklin has a chance, and I think that's the whole reason for this fight being set up in the first place. Uh, it would be hard for me to, to say, oh, yeah, Jermaine Franklin, he's one of the best heavyweights out yeah, there. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say anything stupid like that. At the end of the day, this is just a setup, and, uh, you know, onwards. And, but, but, but having said that, I don't know where Anthony Joshua is really going to go. What he really should do, because he's training over here in the U.S., what he should really do is focus on building up his profile in the U.S. And I don't mean by taking on uh, tomato cans over here, tomato cans over here. 
Um, you know, I, I think he's just, though, what I think he should do is maybe do some uh, TV specials, you know, my fight career, blah, blah, blah and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Get, get, get some sympathy, sympathy votes. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, you know, build up the press for for his his own profile because that's what he needs. Uh, because he could be a, a big uh, heavyweight contender in the U.S. on U.S. soil, and and for equally as big money, uh, he doesn't have to continually go back to Dillian White and all those guys over there. You know, and he's not he's not going to beat Tyson Fury. You know, I think that's where he does go up oh. in this fight, though. I, th I think he fights Dillian White at Wembley in, in the summer. I think that's virtually nailed on. Hmm. What, what do you think, Mike? Well, I know Jermaine Franklin lost to Dillian White in his last fight. Close, though. Yeah, close. it was close. It was close. I'll give it that. Um, you know, but uh, Jermaine Franklin, to be honest, he's no he's no superstar. He's just, you know, he's had the right, right people in front of him to beat is all it is. You know, he doesn't have the biggest resume. His guys aren't really well-known. They're not world stage. But, uh, yeah, you know, he's exciting it's for... Stops, it's, it's stopped risen in the UK, though, Mike, following that Dillian White performance. You wouldn't have got the Anthony Joshua fight before that, would it? Right. Yeah, no. The, there, is a, there, there is a blueprint there for some North American fighters. I won't name names, but, you know, the ones who we don't know in the, in the UK. Mm -hmm. There is a blueprint to come over and prove your metal, and you're yeah. getting some some big paydays. I'm not saying come over and be the away fighter and get you know cannon fodder. Yeah. Well, one, one of my one of my points uh, in the uh, in the quote unquote argument I had um, because it was online um, was that you know take a heavyweight fighter in the UK who gets so convinced that he has to be a, an all British champion, uh, he might all of a sudden find himself 33, 34 years of age. And therefore, not really in contention in the U.S. Uh, so these these fighters aren't really look because are, are they really that smart uh, to look at their their career from a forward thinking perspective? That's the question, or, or are they or are they guided by the, the Frank Warrens and the Eddie Hearns to the point where you know they get they're exhausted they're exhausted their career is exhausted they've had their run they know they're not going to make uh, continue the rise to the top, you know I mean. If you ask me, Tyson Fury's having fun, and that's fine. Yeah. He says some ridiculous things from time to time, <laughs> but he's having fun. I mean, yeah. if if there is one guy who has made a dent in the U.S., he has made a dent uh, by a winning and, and well, actually putting what's it say? Putting his uh, mouth where his word? No, putting his money where his mouth is. Right. So, yeah, so not, you've, not, you've not been gone from the U.K. that long, Graham, that you can't remember our phrases. <laughs> Senior moment. Um, anyway. <laughs> But, but you know so th there you go so i mean uh you know the trilogy with with wilder was was great and 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 well done but after that see so take take a look at wilder i mean where's he going in his career you know, well, what's he well, you know he's, he's still he's still ranked number two he's still ranked number two in the u.s yeah uh, the irony is that it's likely he, he obviously gonna fight andrew ruiz jr and i think he beats him yeah i see i see he beats ruiz as well and then it could well be a four fight with tyson fury but it'll be in wembley that's what that's what's being banded about in the UK, and after a lot on the show, a lot a lot of people argue, man. I still think Wilder versus Fury sells tickets because it's still a unique fight. Let's be honest, the heavyweight landscape is not great at the minute, is it? No. You know, so Tyson Fury's five five. I know, I know, Graham, you're not a massive fan, but he, but ability wise, is by far at the top of the tree. 
So if it's not Dylan Watt, if not John Terry Wilder, who do, who do you throw him in with? And that's what that's what Mike and I have been discussing, and what you may have been listening to, and as part of those discussions, is the 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 crop of heavyweight talent that is being groomed in the U.S. that the U.K. audience are not familiar with. It is huge. It really is a big crop, and it's a big, as as in size wise, big crop, like six foot nine, uh, big boys who who are the size of Tyson Fury, and I'm not saying of the caliber of Tyson Fury yet. Uh, but it's going to be a very interesting 2023 if some of those UK promoters begin to establish better relationships. See, a lot of the problem also lies with the exclusive broadcast rights they have with their uh, pay-per-view uh, uh, distribution, right? So, Eddie, yeah, I've, got, I, I've got a big concern, I've Graham, because I recently took my daughter to Wembley for this KSI Misfits event, right? So honestly, I'm a, I'm a traditional boxing fan. The only reason I went was because she got she got to interview KSI and you know gave an experience you'll never forget. Did you get an autographed poster? Not for you, Mike. No. <laughs> what I would say, I've, I've been to a lot of press conferences in mainstream boxing. Yeah. And I can honestly say that version of boxing is a lot more exposure. And I've got a big concern if the best don't start fighting the best. Yeah, in, main, in mainstream boxing, yeah, you disown to this world are going to get turned off because they're they're driven by numbers. Aren't they? Let's be honest, by yep. numbers and pay per view buys. This version of boxing, the misfits boxing, the YouTuber boxing, yeah, I, I I don't like it personally, but the audience and the and it and it appeals to that audience. So I think mainstream boxing's got got to take a long look look at yourself. And look at it as a product and start deciding what do we need to do to ensure that this sport hangs around at the top take because take a look take a look at an event coming up i believe in march uh but it's called creator clash yeah and it's, it's of the same caliber it's basically influencers though very wealthy influencers who can afford the very best training regimen out there okay so they're taking it very very seriously but what they do uh they have the, the numbers staggering in terms yeah. of their social followers it's something like over, 200, over, 250 million yeah like it's, it's incredible like million, yeah 250 million followers with everybody that's going to be involved in that yeah like, it's, it's insane like they're they yeah. have the ability to raise like raise the money for that they donate to charity which is one thing they don't even take the money for the fight uh the, the, the last fight that was in Tampa, it was sold out at, you know, 10,000 seats, not much. But the pay-per-view audience was like 100,000. Um, again, not much. But it was a test, I think, because now they've moved on to a much bigger arena. Um, and and they're, looking, they're looking to really truly use their exposure and their skills. And, and the, well, these guys, I was, talking about, Sorry, I was just Greg. saying, I was just saying my, my, my sons were telling me who these guys were. Yeah, yeah, that's and, not and the things that they've created on, and I, you know, some of it I've seen, but I didn't know that that's who the, that was who had created it. So yeah, Callis Sowland's involved in this as well, and he, and he was staunchly defending the product, maybe not the fighting, but the product. And what he was saying when when we go when we have an average Saturday night fight night in the O2, the undercard, the stadium's empty, and then you have mm. the main event and it fills up, right. On the Misfits, it was there from seven o'clock straight away. The stadium was absolutely full for the entire card. 
Wow. And he, and he was saying, there's lessons to be learned here. Don't get me wrong. What the, the build-up was better than the product. When I sat there with my daughter for the old night watching that boxing, it was tough. So so that goes right. back to that goes back to my point about the zone. So the zone picks up uh for North American broadcast um the Eubank Smith fight. Yeah. And, and 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 not even for pay-per-view, just part of the subscription service. Again, they were I think they were embarrassed by the numbers, quite frankly. Yep. So um, not that we really like to talk about this fellow, but this will be a good example. This whole build up to the Jake Paul fight, as much as we all hate it, at the end of the day, well, finally, he's going to fight a real boxer, finally. Oh, um, God, no. But but it's I, I really like these English-American matchups. Like, I really yeah. do. And I think it's great oh, for I, boxing. I do think a big challenge with the Smith Eubank card was the time of day in North America. I know we can't do much about time zones, but I do know that North American fight fans don't particularly like watching a UK card in the middle of the afternoon. Right. So I think that'll be a challenge no matter who's fighting, to be yeah, honest with you. So, but Jake Paul versus um, Tommy Fiore. Tommy Fury. I'll be I'll be curious to see what numbers that 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 does. I say I say it does half a million. Half a million buys. <clears throat> I think I think only because you know what he's he's been putting up numbers he is controversial, and you know what everybody wants to see him get knocked out. But right. people are saying to me, Mike. People say to me, "Well, the YouTube boxers shouldn't be fighting on Saturday nights because that takes away fight nights from mainstream boxing. They don't care about mainstream. They don't own mainstream boxing. No. Anything do that? No. Why You're shouldn't right. they go on a Saturday? That's right. It's for, it's for mainstream boxing to sort their house out to make sure that you know." When that does happen, it's insignificant because the real product's happening over here. The best are fighting the best. Yeah, and that's what we need, is we need the best fighting the best to keep the product on the up and up. And and that's that's that raises another point. I was really happy to see that uh, Jake Paul has signed another female fighter to his roster. Uh, so, again, picking up another uber champ, you know, I, I think less mm -hmm. than 10 wins. But at the end of the day, still a really great uh, fighter. And someone that's obviously been ignored by the other promoters. And I'm just saying, like, it's really... You can't fault him. You can't fault him as a promotion outfit, yeah. can you? What he's right. done with Serrano in terms of her paydays, what they look like now to what they did before. Right. I've got no problem with his promotional ability. I think he's a very good salesperson. Um, it's just the, just the competing side that I struggle with. You know, I, I really struggle with that. Um Let's hope Tommy Fury does us all a favor. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you think about what do you think about his whole signed a contract with the PFL Professional Fight League? Yeah, but I, I, they did a big promotional the, bit on that. Yeah, the and, and, and the thing is, is that there the there's something like the fighters in the main event are supposed to get like fifty percent or there's some oh, sort yeah, of right. yeah, profit yeah. sharing or I mean, something like that I mean, for this. I mean, it's clear that he's got a lot of money to throw about, hasn't it? Well, he does. Yeah, he absolutely does. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm, I remember mentioning a few months back. That's exactly what Terence Crawford should have done. Is you know either started his own management or promotion company and began to put on his own fights. Uh, was it Amanda Serrano who went back to Detroit and put on her own show, brought in her own broadcast company, put her own pay per view uh, production team together, but failed miserably? Uh, I believe. I, believe so. I think. I think it was Amanda Serrano who did that. 
And I mean, I, it, just, it just goes to show you need a, that element of professionalism on the yeah. management and, and promotion and the uh, the publicity side of things. You need you need professionals. So just, just, just while we're talking about Crawford, obviously, like I said, I've not been on for a while. Um, has there been anything else mentioned regarding the Evanesian fight and Glovegate over in North huh. America? No, I haven't. Heard, no, I haven't heard a thing since that. No, that's enough. That's enough. Nothing. Yeah, but but, but the holy cow! I mean, the, the war, the war still rages with the Errol Spence, you know, ducking the fight, and the, I mean that goes on. But then even even the American fans will tell you that's a fight that the English fans wouldn't give a shit about. So I think you're wrong there, Graham. I do. I think I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just saying what the American. Yeah, fans yeah. Are. I do think I'll get up in the middle of the night to watch that one, obviously. Oh, oh, you um, mean Spence versus Crawford? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, um, just coming back onto Evanesian fight, I was disappointed with some of the Crawford camp coming into Evanesian's public workout and causing a bit of trouble as well. I'm sure you've seen it on social media. It was again, it wasn't a great look for boxing. No, no, and you know what? I think I think 2022 is one of these years that boxing has to really put behind it because there was a hell of a lot of these press conference weigh-in fights. A lot of words being said, really, like they're taking a gentleman's sport and they're turning it into a street fight. It's not cool. You know, that was one thing that boxing always had over mixed martial arts was, you know, boxing is a gentleman's gentleman's combat sport. And, uh, you know, these guys, they're, they're turning it into a circus, man. Like, right. you know, there's been way too many, way too many guys getting injured. What, like, not even getting injured, just throwing, throwing shots. Now, just imagine if one of these guys were to get injured and that fight doesn't go on. You know, the fans lose. Right, yeah. people are going to get fined. Serious things going to happen, right? There's there's big things to worry about, and these guys just you know, you're going to get in there and fight the guy. What the hell are you touching him beforehand? You know, and I, and I can't I can't come on this show about talking about Lee Wood, can I? That would be remiss of me. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> You've got to admit, Lee Wood has got the biggest pair of kahunas probably in boxing. Yeah, to take Mauricio Lara on a voluntary. Yeah, he's got some. Who's he fighting next? Mauricio Lara. Oh yeah. Lara. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some cojones. He's got some cojones. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that just goes to show you he's a he's a he's a he's an animal on the inside, man. He's a savage. Yeah, interview. He's a savage. Interview on the channel, by the way, that I recorded a couple of weeks ago, just for a shameless plug. Nice. <laughs> and, and then also. <laughs> Also, Conor Ben. What about Conor Ben talking about um, going maybe boxing out of the Nevada Commission or the Commission in America rather than um, under the weight? He's got to. He's got to do. He's got to do something before he gets forgotten about. What's his profile like in North America? Though, do people even know who he is? Yeah, pe people know who he is. Hard, people know who he is. Hard but, call, Mike. Hard call. Uh no, no. I, I'd say people know who he is. Oh, for his cheating, you mean? Not... For t for t for <laughs> well, taking a fertility they, pill. They, they definitely know who yeah, he is right. now. <laughs> like what, can you can you imagine like either either being either being him, his trainer, his manager, his nutritionist saying, "Here, take this. What is it? Oh, don't worry about it. Just take it. It'll make you bigger, stronger, faster." It's a fucking Listen, women's fertility. That, that, that was all a lie. That was all a lie. He was fully taking that shit like this. Anyway, that that's that's what made the headlines. Uh, not his fighting ability, his skill, his record. No. What made the headlines was this moron uh, got caught 
uh, and testing positive, uh, not once but twice. Uh, for I forget what it's called, clomiform or something. But at the end of the day, it, it's a it's a, it's a women's fertility pill. So that, that's okay. That's what makes it laughable. So it's too bad because he really had a really good career lined up on the, on that side of the pond, uh, and probably could have made it over here. I mean. I mean, if you look at the guy, I mean, he's, he's got the physique. That's for sure. Definitely, he's got that speed. He's got that speed and explosiveness too. Uh, yeah, Carl had a bad signal there for a sec. We'll get him right back. Here he is. Wasn't he about to fight Eubank, Junior? He was. Yeah. 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 It was going to fight him. Uh, well, one sixty, one five eight. He wasn't quite sure which one it was going to be. But Dan, Dan towards yeah. that way, it would have been the lightest he'd been for a long time at that stage. Obviously, he made it, he made it, made it again for Liam Smith. But is that why he had no punch resistance? We don't know, do we? You know, is it just too light? I, I think, I think so. I think he was too light. No punch resistance at all. Do you have, do you have a couple more fight cards just to go through there, Mike? Before we, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's one more. Um, this one's after the. Uh... You know, after the UK before card. we talk about Adrian Broner, yeah, uh, Alex Roca versus Anthony Young. Um, this one's uh, taking place starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, Alex Roca, current and Nabo yeah. welterweight champion. Uh, this one I'm I'm super excited for, man. Our, our boy Floyd Schofield yep. uh, is on this one. Uh, he just got picked up uh, a couple of months back. I believe it was November by Golden Boy. Uh, his first fight with Golden Boy, he headlined the, the, the card. Uh, now he is going against Albert Mercado versus, uh, for the WBA International Light title. So, uh, you know what? Shout out to Floyd. Hopefully, he comes through with that big win. Um, also, Bektamir Melikuzov. Be nice to see him get back in the ring, taking on Ulysses Sierra for the WBA Continental America Super Middle title. Yeah, this is uh, this is another card, man. And uh, always Alexis Roca, twenty-one and one, taking on George Ashi for the WBO Nabo Welter. It's a good card. It's a good sorry, card. Sorry, what Definitely was that title again? The WBO Nabo Welter. Uh, North America. Yes. B blows me away. Yeah. Blows me away. <laughs> Yeah, the A B C D F G H I J K title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a title fight. But... It is a title fight. Also, uh, Alejandro Reyes, nine and zero, looking to stay undefeated against Jose Zaragoza. Uh, definitely, I think that one's going to be an easy one for him. Um, but yeah, definitely some great fights on here, man. But uh, you know what? Bektamir Melikusev kind of fell out of uh, you know. Fell out of the limelight after he lost uh, that that big that big knockout loss he suffered against um, oh what was his name? Sorry guys, slipping my mind here. I'm getting old. Uh, Gabriel Rosado. Remember when he got knocked out? Good one. Yeah, you remember that one? Gabriel Rosado yeah, knocked yeah. out Bektikir Melikusev. Big highlight reel. You know, runner up for uh, knockout of the year. I find that uh, his career is kind of like. Hasn't hasn't gone the same ever since then. I think uh, things put a big a big hiccup in uh, in that upward trajectory that he was on. You know, we haven't really heard too much about him uh, that loss, and uh, you know he's fought a few times since then. So, you know, this is going to be his fourth fight since that knockout, and we haven't heard shit about him up until now. 
we, we can all surmise and this this is why when it comes to the bigger bigger named fighters they have to be kept busy they have to be kept in the spotlight their mental health have to be kept on track by being considered uh, contenders i mean the, the minute someone loses i i gotta wonder whether they hit the sauce they go a little crazy you know they, they get a little depressed for lack of better description and you know do things that they really shouldn't do and i have to wonder whether that affects the ability to manage them properly uh so anyway you know there are little things that we on the outside don't really understand that goes on inside right. um you know these guys heads uh, quite frankly that get bashed about every week um so yeah so <clears throat> I, I can't answer that a, question a good example of that graham could well be billy joe saunders who's just announced that he's, he's on the combat trail correct correct yeah. and yeah, and I we've think. talked about it we've talked about it often with respect to anti joshua you know like needing needing a breath of fresh air and coming over here to train in the u.s I just think when you talk about billy joe and even tyson fury i think they need boxing more than boxing need them if i'm honest right i think they, I yeah. think they really do to keep themselves on this well tyson's come out and said so yeah tyson tyson's already said that you know without boxing those demons would have taken over a long time ago yeah well, you if you think think about it, you you start off as a kid and you're boxing in a gym every day. You're yeah. looking up to your mentors for advice and all this kind of stuff. You go through an amateur, some do, some don't, but you go through an amateur career. You get picked up by a professional company who puts you basically on the road. Um, and then all of a sudden you lose. Maybe, maybe one's not bad, but maybe you lose two in a row. All of a sudden you've been doing this your entire life and all of a sudden you're considered a loser. Uh, and I know Cedric Bennett said it often that, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not an L for loss. It's an L for learning. And, but I mean, it must be tough to uh, tell these guys, Hey man, it wasn't a, it, you didn't lose buddy. You didn't lose. Um, yeah, I did. I lost. Yeah. No, no, you didn't lose. You, you didn't lose when you were sleeping before you hit the ground. No. <laughs> That's right. Clink, clink, <laughs> crumpled. Anyway. <laughs> Just quickly, Graham, I, I, I can't remember your opinion on this one. Who wins out of Fury versus Usyk? Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be... It, I would pick Usyk. I'll tell you why. He's... Uh, I can't believe he's going against Tyson when he's born just down the road from where you was born. Come on, he's a <laughs> Lancashire boy. I know, I know. Listen, I do know that. And the point is, in this one, though, um, I don't think Usyk is going to allow Tyson Fury to do the old draping of the arms over the shoulders weighing his and weighing heavily on the opposition and you know weighing him down i think usyk's fast enough fleet-footed enough to dance around the ring uh and, and and be mobile enough to to avoid those big punches and so for that reason alone i think he'll take it deep into the fight and give himself a chance to to deliver that one shot and uh, you know knockout maybe uh, I, I think tyson fury got, well actually you know what uh, Wilder has sort of knocked him out, um, so it'll, it'll be it'll be an interesting fight. But yeah, no, I, I I listen. I tell you what, my 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 opinion on Tyson Fury it de depends on what he says in public. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know which Fury showing up. You mean? <laughs> I don't I don't listen to anything that he says in public because he does that many U turns. That exactly exactly so he's, he's got with me he's got a love-hate relationship um for me but, but, for me, but professionally like I'd, I'd, I'd definitely weigh in and say Usyk's got a chance let's put it that way he's got a chance he's fleet-footed enough to run around and make it really hard for fury to catch up to him lay those big mitts on him and uh 
Yeah, but but again, if, if Fury connects, I mean, <laughs> say goodnight. I think I think I think Fury's going to surprise us, and you're going to see him a lot faster than you think he is. Really? Yeah, he's got he's got that ability, man. He can move too, you know, and he uh, he only has to move as much as he needs to. He's not uh, he's not wasting any energy, but you know, if the competition's going to pick up the pace, he definitely has the ability, the skills, and the stamina, and the footwork to pick that pace up too. So I think. I you, think you, we're gonna see we're gonna see you, a fast a fast Tyson Fury man. Even, even Tim Witherspoon was saying this a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, Fury fights with his with his arms dangling down to the side. He he shows no defense whatsoever because he doesn't actually care about. It. Well, I don't know. Half the, guy, half the guys can't reach his head. <laughs> <laughs> which would be interesting. Which would be interesting for you, think. But uh, he, he knows how to ride his shot, though. Yeah. Just a couple of things. Um, yeah, boxing's about opinions, yeah. but I would say if Deontay Wilder can't keep him down for 10, you've got no chance of Uzi doing it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I think what Tyson Fury is going to do is going to demonstrate what Anthony Joshua should have done. I think Usyk's been inflated at heavyweight division. I think his people are going far, getting far too excited about how good he is. I think, um. If Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua had better boxing skills, it'd be it would be him. Well, I think Tyson Fury has got the skills. Um it'll cut we, the ring know, off. If, if we would have saw Anthony Joshua when from when he won those titles, it would have been a different outcome altogether. I just think um I, I don't think Usyk will be able to keep him off. I don't believe he's got the power. And I think eventually Tyson Fury will get to him. Huh. I think Usyk's got to fight the perfect round for 12 rounds. Fury just needs to catch him. Right. And let's be honest, he's a good finisher, Tyson Fury, a very good finisher. Yes. So, What's he outweighing him by, like 20, 20, 20 pounds or something like that? Wow. Probably a bit more. The way, he got out that, the way he got out that pool the other day, he did look like a middleweight, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. But it'd be interesting to see how they both come into ring fight night and what the weight differentiation is. Yeah, you know? that's, that's going to play a big factor into it, right? Because, you know, Fury's got that height and that length, man. And once you start leaning that weight on you, you know, that was one thing that Joshua never did. He didn't lean no weight on him. He right. was playing, you know, he, he just wasn't wasn't the Joshua that I remember. You know, he's he's fighting some, you know, mental illness pretty hard. Um, you know, he wasn't staying busy enough. And honestly, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure his mental health, Mark. I just think he's earned a hell of a lot of money out of boxing. And as he got the desire. Huh. Yeah, has he got the desire? You know the old silk pajamas scenario, Graham, where it's a lot more difficult to get up when you're wearing silk pajamas rather than nylon. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think yeah. it's a scenario. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know that's a tough, tough, tough one. I'm a man of your affluence, Graham, but um, like I said, it's a lot more difficult, isn't it? When you when you when you look at your bank account, and you've got millions and millions in there. Does he still has he still got the desire to keep getting punched in the head? Right, right, right. That's another. Thing. Although Joe oh. Joyce might be a good shot against Fiora, I think that'll be a cracking fight. <laughs> I, think, I think I think that's the fight right there. Yeah, he's a big that's, boy. That's the fight everybody needs to see. I think that's the fight that needs to happen. Joyce Fury, that that'll be a big one. Is, is Joyce being is he be, is he being avoided though? Like seriously? Oh yes, yeah. He but is, the problem he? he got is in is in a world title mandatory position, isn't it? It took a long yeah, time is. for him to get there, so he ain't gonna he ain't gonna just jump in with anyone, right? Um, 
I'm hoping the belts fragment after this uh, after this fight of music. Let's hope they fragment and then people who have been hanging around for a while can start getting their, their overdue shots. Well, one of the uh, one of the interesting uh, fight notices that I just uh, read uh, earlier today was uh, the fight that is going to take place in Saudi Arabia uh, because they they seem to be it, not exactly leveling the playing field, but certainly giving other types of fighters a chance. <laughs> They're certainly giving them money. Like and this this in this case it's Badu Jack and, and I forget the fellow he's fighting, but. Uh, it's going to take place in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia and they're getting a lot of money to fight there. Um, you know, so, and, and, you know, you, you, you can't really imagine that they're selling out stadiums and I mean, maybe they are, but I, I really don't think so. I think it's, it's mainly for pay-per-view and I think the Saudis are going to put a lot of money into bringing over top name. Like uh, the guys over in UAE did it uh, in Dubai and uh, you know, anyway, I think that is good for boxing as well. I was going to bring that up earlier and I forgot to, but uh, it was interesting to see that the Saudis have confirmed another big fight. Now, again, Badu Jack, I mean, we, we talked about him a couple of years ago, and what have we heard of him since? Not much. So, does, does it, isn't he linked to Canada in some way? Does he live in Canada? I know he's I think, originally Swedish. I, I, think he, I think he was once training in Montreal. Uh, yeah. At one point he was, yeah. At one point he was training out of Montreal. Another fire that your nation borrowed from another nation. <laughs> hey, we'll take anyone. <laughs> well, I, I I I posted something on uh, one of my social media accounts with respect to Ken Hayashi. Oh, uh, oh yeah. actually, you know, you know what it was? It was uh, Cedric Ben who announced, you know, he'd been appointed the head trainer for boxing Ontario and yeah, yeah. I was offering congratulations. One of the things I said was it's great, you know, it's great to see uh, out of the, you know, there was a fellow here by the name of Ken Hayashi who absolutely destroyed boxing in Ontario. Okay. So Ontario is the biggest province in Canada. We've got probably the most amount of fighters, the most amount of potential fighters coming out of all these, like lots and lots of gyms. Okay. on all these big cities. So, in 10 years time we will have a good uh crop of, of of talented fighters now a lot of our really talented fighters have gone on to other uh training facilities in other u.s cities uh but I'm, i was just saying that this guy ken hayashi absolutely ruined boxing uh, by not allowing now remember muhammad muhammad ali hey we just mentioned your name cedric um muhammad ali used used to fight uh at maple leaf gardens I mean that's how big of a, a boxing mecca Toronto was, and uh, you know Ken Hayashi just ruined the sport for boxers here. I'm sure Cedric will agree with me. Yes, Yo. yes. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, definitely put a damper on boxing in Ontario. Uh, you mentioned um, Muhammad Ali training in and had a fight in Toronto. George Foreman also trained in Windsor too for one of his fights because Windsor's right beside the. Detroit border, so a lot of the, the Kronk guys. Well, no, George Foreman wasn't a Kronk guy, but a lot of a lot of a lot of Canadian boxing history. Um, but with with that role, with that role, as far as um, my role with uh, boxing Ontario, unfortunately, my role cannot is not going to affect the professional side of it. Um, I'm I'm just the head coach for the amateurs in um, you know the the, the amateurs in, in uh, for the provincial team for Ontario, but. 
So I'm not going to affect the professional, but I'm, I'm slowly working my way up. I'm slowly working my way up. Yo, what do you, what do you mean? You're building up the youth to take over the professionals, bro. It froze up. It froze up. <laughs> well, Cedric, Cedric, firstly, up in New Year's. Second, yes, there. Obviously, obviously, we've got the most talented amateurs in boxing worldwide. So <laughs> I'd imagine a trip to the UK might be in order just to maybe come over and um, learn from the best coaches in the world. <laughs> You're never too old to learn, Cedric. <laughs> no, seriously, though, much respect to the Team GB coaches. When I was in Bulgaria, I got a chance to, to sit down and talk with them. There's some good guys, and I can understand why why they produce some good boxers, and they, they have some good coaches, man. But Canada's still still right there. <laughs> yes, it Cedric, is. Cedric, are you on your the, way the, to Brampton the, right the middle table don't suge suggest that, Cedric, but that's for another day. <laughs> well, what we're saying is, is that day will come, Carl. Yeah. Well, you keep telling me that, Graham. You know, you keep, you keep telling me that. I've been saying it for a year. <laughs> I'm just warning you. Fair warning. Fair warning. Maybe I'll play this back in about 40 years and say he was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, but in 40 years, I definitely will be proved right. Yeah. We definitely we will, will have here, Yeah. We, 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 we have uh, the systems, the technology, the gyms, uh, all these quote unquote former. We do, have, it, we do have electric in the UK, Graham. You know, we do have electric. <laughs> really? <laughs> wait, wait. Don't you guys still have the, 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 the coin up water heaters? The biggest, the biggest no. the advantage that the UK has is that they, you guys invest a lot more money into your, your amateur athletes. When I was talking to those coaches, like they have, they have twelve full-time paid professional amateur coaches, full-time, like twelve of them, for I forget how many athletes it is, but twelve full-time paid coaches. Meanwhile, in Canada, we got to volunteer to do this shit. Right. So, you know, that's 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 where that's why we get a little bit a step behind, but. It's because we want to look after the legacy as the greatest boxing country in the world. That's why we invest, you see, <laughs> to ensure we remain at the pinnacle of the sport, both amateur and pro. Cedric is saying this, by the way, while being driven by a limo driver, and he's, uh, uh, yeah, on his on his way to Brampton. Oh, I, I thought I thought Cedric was driving by some of the rubbish that's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Well, he's got rubbish on his head anyway. Canadians, dude, what's that? <laughs> the the habitant, the habitant. Oh yeah, that. It's okay. Well, you'll see. You'll see a blue light appear behind him in a couple of minutes, no doubt. Yeah, that's our snowplow. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, as we wind as we wind down the show here, I just want a, a quick comment with respect to Adrian Broner. Yeah, here, here was here was a guy who was once was really respected in the sport. And and now he's fighting uh, Williams uh, because he was going to fight Hank Lundy. And Hank Lundy, I think, is under suspension or something like that. But the point of the matter is, is, what the heck? I mean, I don't know who's managing Broner these days, but what the heck is up with that guy? And anyone read anything lately? Like, I, I, yeah. I'm... You have to... Um, a lot of times with boxing, you know, boxing is an individual sport when you're competing but it still takes a team to, to, to keep you together and keep you focused. And you don't have, if you don't have the right 
team around you. I mean, I don't want to just blame the people that are around them. Like, it's also, you have to also take self-responsibility for the things that you're doing. But, like, you know, a lot of times you get, a lot of, sometimes, some, some people get influenced, get more influenced by the outside factors, whether it's sort of the people that are around them that get them into situations that, that get them distracted and keep them away from, from training for, for boxing. And, uh, you know, some well, athletes can, can you know, he's minimize been, those. What he tries, what he tries to say, Cedric, let, let me, let me narrow down that sentence for you. So what he's saying is that he's not living the life. Yes, no. exactly. No, he's not. He hasn't fought. He hasn't even been in the ring in two years. Wow. Yeah. It's been, he's been, yeah. he's been absent for two years. And now he's going to fight on the 25th of February. I mean, oh, the it, same, it, night, it, same night as Jake Paul. Yep. It is a fourth and grace, though, isn't it, Mike? Because he it, was considered one of the artist prospects that coming out of Mayweather's promotional team at one stage. He was one of Mayweather's blue chip prospects, man. He was, yeah, uh, he was, he was going to make well, a lot no, of no, 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 no. Let me correct that. No, no, no. He was never under Mayweather's thing. He, he was just self-proclaimed as the next Mayweather. That's what made him so popular. He was close to Mayweather, like Mayweather, you know, hung out with him a couple times, but he was claimed like yeah. self self-proclaimed the next Mayweather. That's what was making him so popular. And uh, but he was never actually associated, like he was never under Mayweather's promotion or anything like that. But, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was he was a he did have a big fall, man. Like, you know, blue chip prospect, talked about in the media all the time. You know, then two years, uh, two years hiatus. Like, he's got a respectable record. I'm just, he, I'm just surprised he's going up against this guy Williams. Who? Uh, no, yeah, the guy Williams is a joke. And is it BLK Prime? Is on? Is yeah. that the? Yeah, I believe it's, um, yeah, I believe it's BLK Prime, which is another new, uh, another new uh, promotion company. That do we know? Who, do we know who's behind that outfit? Uh, we did. Um, it's it's it, it it's funded it's funded privately, but it's it's fronted. Is it uh, it's it's the Silicon Valley EFC Investment Group who owns it. Right, but 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 it's fronted by it's 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 one of the boxers who fronts. Is it, it like, Tim Bradley who fronts it? If you really? if you take a look, if you dig a dip, dig a dip, dig a dip. Holy Christ. Dig a bit deeper on that one. You'll see that there's uh, it's either an Errol Spence or someone like that. Uh, uh, Crawford signed with BLK Prime. So, so I'm pretty sure BLK is probably an acronym for black. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, so they're probably going to try and promote on their, but they haven't done well. I mean, their, their pay-per-view stats have been pretty, pretty miserable. Um, and that, that was. I'm pretty sure it did better, better than Triller. Well, that, that was that was. I, I can't. I was having a discussion I mean, the other day. I mean, you with, guys pull more for number viewers in than Triller. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure we do pull better numbers in Triller too. <laughs> do, do they still exist? Uh, I've. Thank you. I haven't heard anything in a long time. I, I, I don't know that they have any events coming up. It's it's weird. It's like the, you know, we, we all we all go on about the US needing a new and, and better uh promotional company other than top rank or premier boxing champions. I mean it and so along comes a few other companies, but they just disappear. It's like 
Honestly, I gotta say, I gotta say, one company that I was very, very disappointed in was the uh, the Don King card last weekend. It 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 was horrible looking, man. It looked like uh, they're all they're they're all his fighters, though, right? They're all his fighters. They're all his fighters, but it looked like a gymnasium that was sectioned off by one of those walls, and then they had all these fold up white chairs and white tables around the ring, and it was like. Well, let's be Man. honest. Let's be honest, Mike. When Trevor Bryan fought Daniel Dubois, what wasn't the water leaking through that wherever that was in Miami? Yeah, <laughs> water leaking through the roof. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and, then, and, then it, and then it take them both like eight months to get paid too. Yeah, that's I mean, not good. Use, not use the word allegedly, Mike. Always use the word allegedly. Sorry, sir. Allegedly, eight months to get paid. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Well, I, I see we're at eight o'clock. Time out, time out, time out. Did you guys obviously you guys gave your uh your predictions? What um I'm predicting a um I'm gonna go with a sixth round stoppage for better be of tomorrow. I, I, I didn't get a chance. Well, well is, you, you is your countryman you bound to back him? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, he will immigrate to Montreal. But I mean I got family from Jamaica too, so my my heart is with Yardy, but my yeah. my, my my brain is with better come people. on cedric let's not have this debate yeah, again where, yard. Yardy. where was your born he was born oh my gosh he was born in the same place as lennox lewis was <laughs> oh, same no. oh my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> always goes back to lennox lewis <laughs> that, that great canadian champ yeah man that great canadian <laughs> champ from west ham in london that great I was, Canadian I was gold medalist. Exactly. Don't make, was, me, don't make me play the clip again, guys. Don't make me do <laughs> I was watching one of his old fights. One of his old fights, and the announcer was like, yes, the Canadian gold medalist now living in what, the UK. Whatever makes you sleep, Cedric. Whatever makes you sleep. <laughs> if that helps you when, you, you know, when them tears are rolling down your cheek onto your Lennox Lewis poster <laughs> next to your pillar. Yeah, don't worry about it. Hey, whatever happened to Lennox? And seriously, whatever happened to Lennox Lewis's uh, uh, league that he started in London? Did that ever fly? No. A couple couple years ago, he put a couple million bucks into a league uh, in London. Probably called the London Boxing League. Um, Well, we 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 read about it over here because you know, famous Canadian and all. I was just wondering. And he, invested, and he invested again in London. I was, I was join, just wondering if join the dots anything. up, join the dots up. But no, Graham, it's not got he much didn't. exposure. It didn't. Okay. No. No. All right, lads. C'est bon. All right. C'est bon. All right. Well, to all the Taco Fight fans that tuned in tonight, thank you for joining us on the Friday night panel. We will see you next week. Same time, same channel. New, new fights, man. Thank you, Carl, for coming to join us. Cedric, no problem. Pleasure. Enjoy this weekend, man. Bring back a bunch of medals, you know? Oh, no, no. Tomorrow, we, we have one more training camp this weekend. Next week is the is the tournament starts. Uh, oh, so that means we're going to be uh, live to air from there. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Wait a sec. Is that the, Bram- the Brampton Cup? It's two. The Brampton Cup and also the Canadian National Championships. All the best fighters in the whole country. <laughs> Carl, don't laugh. You're like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Do you know what's going through my mind? Canadians wearing medals like Lennox Lewis? That's what's going no, on. What I, I wonder where you're busting the fighters in from. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yo, Cedric picked them up at the borders, bringing them in from Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> So he's driving the bus right now. Yeah. Man. All right. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Well, Talking Fight fans, thanks for tuning into this episode. We will see you next week. Thank you again, Carl. Thanks, Cedric. No problem. Always a pleasure, guys. We will see you later, man. Peace. Thank you. Thanks, guys.